Election 2023, 3 CHOP District Supervisor, Tommy Brannon, Republican, versus Misty Whitehead, Democrat. Editors note, the Henrico Citizen posed the same 10 questions to every candidate for the Henrico Board of Supervisors and is publishing their answers in Q&A format, along with previews of each race, on an individual race-by-race basis. Candidates' responses appear in alphabetical order according to last name. The race for three CHOP district supervisor matches incumbent Republican Tommy Brannon, who is seeking his third term on the board, and Democratic challenger Misty Whitehead. Brannon works as the national sales manager for Colonial Construction Materials, a company founded by his brother, Tim, in 1988. Whitehead has been an attorney for more than 18 years and owns Just Law PLLC, a practice that serves clients in domestic, criminal, and juvenile law. As a supervisor, Brannon has advocated for alternative transportation options, including bike lanes. His district was the first in Henrico to have them implemented, renewable energy options, and economic development efforts, among others. He's also an advocate for animals and helped lead the push for a new no-kill animal adoption center, formerly to be named the Henrico Pet Adoption Center, which was part of the county's 2022 bond referendum and that will be built at a cost of about $15 million in the three-chop district on Kane Road. Brannon also played a vital role in helping bring about federal approval for the I-64 North Gaten Road Interchange Project, which county officials have envisioned for more than two decades. That plan and an associated one to enhance the I-64 West Broad Street Interchange about three miles to the east should improve the quality of life for residents of the district and region who are tired of dealing with traffic congestion in the area, Brannon said. Brandon has been part of a board that has lowered the county's real estate tax from $0.87 per $100 of assessed value to $0.85 and also has provided an anticipated $76 million in real estate and personal property tax credits to homeowners and vehicle owners in the county, as an attempt to counter rapidly rising assessments. Brandon first proposed a concept that ultimately became the county's new recap, real estate cap, program which will cap real estate taxes for qualifying elderly and disabled residents beginning next year. The three-chop district has witnessed significant development in recent years but Brannon has said his efforts have been geared at ensuring the development that materializes is high quality and necessary construction that will help enhance the district and region. Whitehead narrowly defeated Penny Page by 99 votes out of just more than 4,000 casts in a June 20th primary to win the Democratic Party's nomination for the seat. She decided to run for the seat because she believes Henrico should focus more time and energy on topics like mental health services, the opioid crisis, and the environment. She also has vowed to take a thorough look at the county's spending approach and seek new ways to fund programs she believes are necessary without requiring new money. Though Henrico recently created its HEART program, Henrico's Environmental Action Resource Team, As a way to reduce the impact of the county's general government and school system on the environment, Whitehead wants the county to take things farther and create a climate action plan that would govern such efforts and create specific environmental goals. She is a native of the Philippines who joined the U.S. Army after graduating high school at the age of 16 and later graduated from VCU and the William and Mary School of Law. In 2020, Whitehead was named by Henrico Commonwealth's attorney Shannon Taylor to a new police oversight role in the Commonwealth Attorney's Office, but Henrico County Manager John Vidulkas froze funding for the position after learning that Whitehead had made social media posts that he believed showed anti-police bias.
Whitehead disagreed with that assertion, but without the county's funding, the position did not materialize. She told the citizen that the experience was not the reason she decided to run for the Board of Supervisors, but that it did make her take a closer look at local politics. Whitehead has vowed that her experience as a trial lawyer gathering information, articulating a position and building a strong case for it would translate well to an elected role as supervisors. And she said that her wealth of life experiences, from handling a self-described challenging upbringing and becoming a mother at age 15, to joining the military, graduating from college and starting a business, allows her a perspective on life and various issues that will help her relate to almost anyone. Brannon holds a substantial lead in fundraising, having received 114 cash contributions totaling more than $130,000 during the first nine months of this year, according to the Virginia Public Access Project. His campaign reported a balance of nearly $49,000 on September 30. Brannon's largest donations this year came from the Home Builders Association of Virginia Richmond, $13,500, MEB General Contractors, $10,000, Richmond Ford, $10,000, Reynolds Holdings, $7,500, and Wilton Properties, $7,500. Whitehead raised nearly $24,000 during the first nine months of the year, from a total of 142 individual cash contributions. Her campaign reported a balance of about $8,300 September 30, according to FAP. Whitehead's five largest donors this year are Violetta Terroza, $1,850, Sean Roundtree, $1,650, John Chisong, $1,500, her own campaign, $1,500, and Teresa Brown, $1,000. Learn more. Tommy Brannon's Campaign Website Misty Whitehead's Campaign Website Virginia Department of Elections, Citizen Portal Map of Henrico's Magisterial Districts Register to Vote Henrico Office of the General Registrar and Electoral Board 1. What is the most important issue facing your district? Brannon traffic congestion along the West Broad Corridor is more than just an inconvenience, it's a safety hazard. Over the past decade, I've dedicated myself to solving this issue. My first major initiative was the Three Chop Road Project, set to begin construction next year, aimed at reducing residential traffic on the south side of Broad Street. Additionally, through bipartisan partnerships with Congresswoman Spanberger, Congressman Whitman, and federal, state, and local agencies, I've successfully spearheaded efforts to secure approval for the North Gaten interchange. This will help alleviate congestion on Broad Street while sustaining the economic vitality of the Central Virginia region. Addressing congestion and improving safety continues to be the most critical issue facing our district. It's one of the primary reasons I'm seeking re-election to see through this vital focus on reducing traffic and enhancing safety for our community. Whitehead, I have to approach this question the same way I approach the question of the biggest issue facing our country. While there are a multitude of narrow-scope issues of varying importance, if we do not have a functioning democracy, we will be unable to effectively address any of them. Similarly, without effective, transparent and responsive leadership in three chopped, no issue whether it's creating a climate action plan or improving schools or curbing congestion and irresponsible development can be resolved until we have leadership that operates responsibly. 
By that I mean a supervisor who actively solicits input from all free CHOP residents regardless of party affiliation or status, obtains reliable and complete information about their issues, engages in two-way dialogue about possible solutions, operates with neutrality and clarity in adherence with proper policy, and then advocates zealously for the best outcome. 3. CHOP does not have that, and until that changes, our district will always fall short of its promise. 2. What are the most important issues facing Henrico County overall? Brannon, rising crime and the impact of inflation on our citizens. Whitehead, as we stand at the precipice of creating a plan for the next 20 years, it is crucial that we implement forward-thinking policies. An immediate task should be adopting a climate action plan, which will necessarily incorporate solutions to address our loss of natural resources and green spaces as well as our overtaxed infrastructure and roads. We also need to ensure equity exists across the county with regard to education and access to resources. Public safety and effective use of resources to prevent situations that lead to crime, homelessness, substance abuse, and mental health crises are also pressing issues that need to be addressed countywide. 3. What will you do as a supervisor to address crime in the county? Brannon, safe communities are a top priority. The Henrico County Police Department was the 17th police agency worldwide to receive the TRIARC accreditation, representing Henrico's commitment to excellence in law enforcement services. We will continue to recruit the best of the best and through world-class training such as this, we will continue working to ensure our law enforcement officers are strong community partners who are expertly trained in de-escalation methods and leading the region in neighborhood policing. Henrico Alice are trained and focused on being strong community partners because we know the best way to lead a safe culture is when it is embraced and owned by the entire community. We do things better in Henrico because we do things together in Henrico. Whitehead has alluded to above, I understand that crime is largely a product of preventable situations. While there will always be outliers, there are consistent patterns. Theft often arises out of financial instability, which we can address with a robust economy and job outlook, as well as from substance abuse, which we can address with a combination of therapeutic and judicial interventions. Crimes of violence are often tied to cycles of trauma and untreated mental health issues, which can be addressed by increasing resources to treat those ills. We also have to focus more on youth, who are becoming more and more exposed to situations they are not mature enough to handle and have shockingly easy access to firearms, a dire combination. We can address this by creating programs designed to guide them onto paths that not only occupy their time productively but prepare them for successful lives as adults. Last but not least, establishing community policing as the standard practice will help build trust between law enforcement and the community, leading not only to a reduction in crime occurrences but an increase in successful prosecution when crimes do occur. 4. How do you view development in Henrico? Is there too much of it or is more necessary? What will you do to ensure future development is appropriate? Brannon, over the last eight years, I have reduced the quantity and increased the quality of development in Henrico. This sensible approach protects home values while reducing the 20 years of rapid development that has created many of our congestion issues that I am also leading key efforts to resolve. My priority is to only allow sustainable and appropriate development that serves the needs of our residents while maintaining the character of our neighborhoods. 
when I approve development requests, I work closely with community members and experts to evaluate each proposal and its merits, ensuring that any growth aligns with the long-term vision for Hanrico, such as investing in age-restricted communities and helping our 65-plus residents afford their sunset homes. Whitehead, this varies by district, but certainly this is a huge issue in Three Chopped. Development is not a bad thing in and of itself. In fact, it is necessary for a growing community. Housing in particular remains a need across the county, including Three Chopped. But development must be responsible, both to the environment and the citizenry. So part of the assurance of appropriate development will be connected to the adoption of the Comprehensive Plan and its incorporation of the Climate Action Plan. No development will proceed without conforming to the standards established by those. Any development should be approved to fill a specific void or in response to a specific need, and that need can't be simply to enrich developers who stroke big campaign checks. I will ensure that two questions are both asked and answered satisfactorily. What does this development do to improve the lives of our residents, and will it be done in a way that does not cause harm? That will be the standard. 5. What responsibility, if any, does the board have to address climate and environmental concerns locally? Brannon, I'm delighted that we're bringing attention to this critical issue. We have a moral obligation to protect the natural resources that are an integral part of our community. I've been at the forefront of Henrico's journey toward sustainability by spearheading the introduction of bike lanes, sidewalks, and solar installations on government buildings. I've also worked to make our landfills fully sustainable and to reduce the plastic bags and waste that pollutes our waterways and harms aquatic life. The county's responsibility goes beyond serving its current residents, it extends to safeguarding our land and natural habitats for the generations to come. Whitehead Board has primary responsibility to address climate and environmental concerns. While there will certainly be aspects that can only be addressed by or with the support of state and our federal government, a large swath of this falls at the feet of local government, and this is why I talk so much about the need for a climate action plan in Henrico. For example, local authorities determine whether data centers or other structures known to negatively impact the environment are approved for construction and operation. They set parameters for those seeking to do business in their jurisdiction and can establish requirements that are green-friendly when considering them. The operation of government is massive, so implementing environmental protections even in county buildings and fleets will have a major impact. We can use local resources to boost recycling and composting, establish community gardens, distribute energy-efficient light bulbs, install EV charging stations. The list is long and includes actions big and small that can have great collective impact. In some, local government is best situated to identify the solutions best tailored to their community and to implement it effectively. 6. Describe one effort, program, or initiative in Henrico, currently in existence or not, for which you would propose more funding than is currently being allocated? Brannon, I'm keenly aware that Henrico County has an aging population that has not been sufficiently supported through existing funding or programs. To address this gap, I led the efforts to increase the impact and funding for REACH and spearheaded the launch of the RECAP program. These important initiatives are designed to protect our senior residents, enabling them to live securely in their own homes and enjoy a thriving retirement during their later years. Whitehead, I would increase funding for mental health and developmental services. There is a critical gap in service availability for mental health and substance abuse treatment, and when people are not able to function in these areas, it spills over into crime, housing instability, educational shortfalls, poor job performance, and family dysfunction. 
whatever we save by a slim mental health budget, we pay for exponentially in numerous other areas. No one is immune from the prospect of needing help in this area, and as a lawyer who works daily with people dealing with a wide range of challenges, I see firsthand how many situations turn into crises because the resources to help get people back on track are not there. We dealt with a collective trauma as a society during the pandemic, and we are starting to see this especially in our children. Many advances have been made in the study of how to promote mental wellness, and now we need to equip practitioners and community members with the resources to implement them. 7. Describe one county effort, program, or initiative for which you would propose reducing the amount of funding being allocated. Brannon, under my leadership, Henrico County has consistently returned tax refunds to its residents annually, despite making significant investments in infrastructure, programs, and top-tier amenities. While many other local governments face the dilemma of cutting programs or meeting expenses, Henrico County is able to both invest in high-quality services and give back to the taxpayer. This is a testament to our efficient, forward-thinking, and balanced approach to governance, which ensures that your tax dollars are working effectively for you, all while leaving more money in your pockets. Whitehead, when I review the budget as a whole, I see opportunities to trim the fat in various departments by improving efficiency. So my answer isn't that I would take any one department and slash its funding. I would request an audit of each department to determine where practices need to be streamlined or modernized for just costs, even if that meant an increase in expense at the outlay. For example, Ray Montrose is running for clerk of the circuit court on a platform of modernizing the office's procedures. While that means some expense may be needed upfront for equipment upgrades, in the long run the upgrades will pay for themselves and ultimately result in net savings. This is something we should be looking to do in all departments. It's also why there is such value in a comprehensive plan that spans two decades so we can see how expenses level out and even drop. 8. What will you do as a supervisor to address housing issues in the county? Brannon, I've actively collaborated with other district supervisors to tackle housing concerns through our comprehensive plan. This involves a multi-layered strategy aimed at stimulating home inventory and revitalization in eastern Henrico, as well as initiatives to stabilize housing costs in areas where development should be more limited, such as the Three Chop District. Our two guiding principles are quality and accessibility. We're committed to making the American dream achievable for all Henrico residents, no matter their location, and to offering the highest quality housing in Virginia at prices that our community can afford. Whitehead, to address housing issues in the county, we need to look at both existing structures and new development. New development requires balancing that construction with measured use of the diminishing space we have left, especially green spaces, and ensuring we have the proper infrastructure, roads, schools, utility capacity, etc., to support not only the physical buildings but the people they will bring with them. So we can't just build with abandon and we can't let the cost to live there go unchecked just for the sake of having more supply. We don't need $750,000 homes accessible to a select few, while average earners have to move out of the county or sacrifice in other important areas like healthcare. I would ensure that new development is balanced and affordable units are incorporated into community plans as a whole, and that developers bear some of the cost of improving infrastructure needed to support the growth. Regarding existing structures, we need to assess where we have vacant buildings that could be converted to housing and modify zoning as appropriate. We also should explore approval of accessory dwelling units such that homeowners can use their land to increase multi-generational housing and low-cost rental units. 
I would actively seek partnerships with organizations focused on the housing crisis both to gain expert guidance and explore non-county-based avenues for assistance for residents. 9. Why are you the best choice for supervisor from your district? Brannon, growing up in this district has shaped me into the person I am today, instilling a profound sense of responsibility to both the residents who have built our community and those who will shape its future. This commitment motivates me to engage with constituents weekly, respond to calls at all hours, and advocate tirelessly to enhance our quality of life, alleviate traffic congestion, boost sustainability, and safeguard our senior population. Under my leadership in Henrico County and, in particular, the three CHOP District, have earned recognition as the third best place to live in Virginia and the 23rd best in the nation for work, recreation, and raising a family. This is more than just a district to me, it's home, and together we are making significant strides toward a better tomorrow. Whitehead three CHOP voters have a choice, and there are stark differences between Mr. Brannon and myself. He has been in this position for nearly 10 years, a decade in which he could have substantially advanced the district in so many ways. What we see instead is nearly unchecked development with no regard to sustainability, selective responsiveness, residents who feel belittled when they do get a response, and bending of rules and abandoning a policy at whim. I operate in a completely different manner. I have no personal vested benefit from running for this position, only a desire to use my skills and strengths to create a stronger community. I've proven aptitude and will always ensure I am informed on issues. My military service and experience as a lawyer give me the background to lead effectively and unite instead of divide using reason and fairness. Raising children and being a working mom informs my understanding of what families today are dealing with. I will listen respectfully and without regard to whether someone is a supporter of mine or not. I will be present in the community, always seeking opportunities to interact with my constituents and hear their concerns. I will be intentional about transparency and keeping residents informed, as I recognize that this is their government and I work for them. It is time for a change. Three CHOP deserves positive change, and I am the candidate to deliver that. 10. As a supervisor, how would you weigh the need for an adequate road system with the desire to add sidewalks and bike lanes? Brannon, since my tenure as a planning commissioner in 2005, I've been a proponent of integrating green spaces and sidewalks into each new housing development in the district. In my role as supervisor, I immediately addressed the existing needs by installing crosswalks throughout the area. I pioneered the introduction of sidewalks in Henrico County, adding a total of 14 miles so far. I also broke new ground by establishing the county's first bike lanes, now stretching for 10 miles. I'm seeking re-election to continue building on these initiatives to make our district increasingly pedestrian-friendly. Whitehead, as we plan for the next two decades, we have to make the hard shift to start decreasing cars instead of increasing roads. This, of course, does not mean we neglect roads. There will always be a need for cars and they will always need safe roads to traverse. But as we lose more and more of our green spaces and as we see the effects of congestion on the environment and our quality of life, it is clear that we cannot sustain what we have have been doing. In Henrico, because of how so many of our neighborhoods are built, we have the ability to substantially increase the ability of residents to access their daily activities via walking, bicycling and using scooters if we create the right sidewalks and bike-slash-scooter paths. So many of our neighborhoods have sidewalks to nowhere that end abruptly or just do not connect to any practical destination. We can do better about planning in that regard. Again, we need to maintain and repair our existing roads. No one disputes that. 
but we do not need to devote millions more to creating new ones at the expense of a sustainable future.